0: viewers, and welcome to the Sate Connect podcast in association with Remarkable. We're so glad to have a very special guest today with us. He is a person who I can, say, with every honor and confidence, he has stood the test of time. He is Dr. Subhash Goel, the founder and chairperson and chairman of Stick Travels India. What's really glorious about this organization is the fact that it completes 50 glorious years in 2023. And we have with us none other than the chairman himself right here with us, who has actually seen what tourism meant decades ago. And what we really appreciate is the fact that he has complete faith in this line of thought and this industry called the travel and tourism industry. Mr. Subhash Goyal, thank you so much for joining us and most importantly, congratulations for this 50 glorious years.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's
0: it's the year of gold and well, Sate also completes 30 years this year, so this combination is so perfect. And you have always, we've got to know that you have been seeing Sate growth from its embryonic stage to, I say, to his adulthood, almost. So, what's your dream about tourism? You still dream tourism and you're still so positive about this industry.
1: Well, what is the greatest need of this country? The greatest need of this country is poverty eradication. So, how do we eradicate poverty? There is no magic wand, you know, uh, you to eradicate poverty. So to eradicate poverty, we need to uh, support and follow an industry which is the largest job creator, and that is tourism. Because one out of every nine jobs that will be created in the next 20 years or 30 years are going to be in this industry. Tourism, uh, you know, and main reason is that India has so much potential which is untapped. You see, there is no other country in the world which has 75 or 74% of the himalayan mountain ranges there is no other country in the world uh, i mean hardly any country maybe one or two others who have 7500 kilometers of coastline there is no other country in the world where uh, you know you have a living desert there is a lot of tourism potential in the, the rajasthan jaisalmer bikaner and all those full of forts and havelis so what i am saying is that whether it is religious tourism, whether it is adventure tourism, whether it is spiritual tourism, or it is, uh, you know, any branch of tourism, cultural, we have more than 30 World Heritage Sites, UNESCO World Heritage Sites. India is a treasure, and we have not exploited even the 1% of the potential of this great country, India. And uh, that is why I feel that, uh, uh, you know, whatever little I have contributed. Uh, I feel proud of, and I think I am also one of the founder members of SATE. We called it the South Asia uh, Tourism and Travel Exchange, SATE. And uh, I think uh, 30 years ago, uh, when we started this, uh, it was a dream. And today, it is a force to reckon with. And today, it has become one of the most important tourism events taking place in the country. When I was president of the Indian Association of Tour Operators, I I was the first one who fought for opening the skies. And today, whatever open skies we have uh, in the domestic tourism, earlier only Air India was allowed to fly. And I used to, in every forum, say Air India is important, but India is more important than Air India. And today we have so many airlines. 2019, the total number of uh, tourists who came to India uh you know was about 11 and a half million but with that small number we earned about 30 billion dollars in foreign exchange and because so many number of jobs will be created and the advantage of this is that jobs are not only created in the main cities they're created in the remotest parts of the country that is the reason uh, to answer your question i'm very passionate and i'm convinced that there is no other industry in the country or in the world which can create the number of jobs and which can drive economy uh, you know on a fast track in 1973 i decided to start my own travel company which was originally called student travel information center but we did when we made it private limited we called it stick travel private limited and uh, later on Richard Branson called it a simply terrific Indian company. Yes. So that is what Stick is all about.
0: Beautiful. And what I'm really and I probably the industry is proud about that Stick is sticking to its course of tourism, literally.
1: I am convinced that uh, this is the fastest way because there is uh, very little, uh, you know, investment that is needed and there is hardly any uh, you know
0: absolutely sir and and most importantly um, my my next question to you is amidst all this chaos literally you know from you have always been the forerunner i've heard you at forums at conferences conventions about open sky policy you've kept pushing this matter forward however i remember with with you as the president of iato you have taken very pointed Tourism uh, issues, especially on taxation purposes. You're talking about entry fees. Uh, Mr. Goyal, what keeps you going amidst all this frustration? You've been banging on the doors of the bureaucrats in the corridors of power, requesting them to listen to what the tourism industry has to say, but you've still not given up.
1: So I see an opportunity for this country, you know, to make billions and trillions of, of dollars and I see poverty in the country when I see abject poverty in certain areas right and they are living on a gold mine you can uh, actually uh, do a lot by by bringing tourists there and by you know making it one of the most beautiful uh, you know places
0: Absolutely. Uh, in the world mm-hmm. but but uh, the the fact remains that... So,
1: I see a great opportunity in this country.
0: Right. And you have also been... beg uh, a pardon? No, you've also been um, a thought leader who has, um, you know, motivated the youth. I remember you always said that your two daughters are your pride. And you always believed in this fact that um, it's not about the woman or the man, but women entrepreneurs, can be true leaders is what you always tell me and you said that I remember the statement that Jawaharlal Nehru had one daughter and she shook the world while Mahatma Gandhi had sons and well who remembers them Uh,
1: well he had four sons no one knows about them so I feel that whatever little I have achieved a lot of it is because of uh, you know the strength of my wife and we are always in the process of recruiting uh, youngsters and young team. Uh, when I started, I started with one table and one chair. And today we are India's number one B2B uh, travel organization, representing uh, 12 international airlines, four cruise companies, three car companies, and also having a separate company for student and youth uh, travel and also a separate company for air charters. So today, the entire STIC group Uh, We are today number one in the country as far as uh, B2B uh, GSA business is concerned. And I hope the succeeding generations by having international strategic alliances or whatever model they follow, franchising or whatever it is, they are able to become the number one uh, in the next 50 years, the number one organization in the whole world. Why not? So, so as you uh, said, you know, I have that vision.
0: have been saying that, okay, you know, uh, I have mobilized a lot uh, of, you know, a lot of new thoughts in my organization. Um, I've always heard you at forums and most importantly, I must appreciate one thing, Mr. Goel. you have been always so forthcoming genuinely forthcoming to the media. You have been so respectful to the media. And your energy levels today is at so powerful. I must say the word powerful because the energy that you have after working for 50 years building stick, many young people don't have that energy even today. What gives you that energy? Where is this energy coming
1: from? Because I've been a student leader and I still feel I'm a student
0: exactly
1: <laughs> yes because I've been a student leader and I still feel that I have that spirit of fighting and learning yes because uh, I uh, always try to learn from people and journalists don't need anything people say okay press conference may that I don't believe in that all that journalists are hungry for is correct scientific, information which can be backed by figures uh, and facts so if you are able to give that to the journalist and you are able to entertain them uh, 24 hours I think that's the minimum you can do for them And they are doing a great job.
0: Thank you, I have always noticed that sir, you have been uh, really forthcoming, ask you for a certain opinion, you have never said, you said I will come back to you you have never said no, which thank you so much, I mean I I thank you on behalf of the entire fraternity because you've been one true thought leader who's always ready to share his experience, uh, his thoughts, his mind and also be quite vocal about your issues. Like you've always said that, I'm sorry, but I i don't appreciate this about the government. So you started as a student as an anti-establishment but I don't want to say anti, I think you're quite pro-progress. More than anti-establishment, I think you're pro-progress.
1: So you have to do something before you reach the final destination. And if I've been able to, uh, in my humble way, do something for the tourism industry, because you can't do uh, everything for all the industries. So I'm focused on one industry, tourism industry, which I understand best and which is my bread and butter. So I think uh, eVisa is my biggest contribution and it is a game changer for the industry. And if you're able to have an open sky, it will be another game changer, international open sky. So I am a strong advocate that uh, we must open the skies. Just like uh, countries like Singapore and Dubai, who have an open sky. And uh, Dubai didn't have enough oil for export. Today, it is one of the richest countries in UAE because of open trade and open sky. So if Dubai can do it, why can't India do it? And rightfully, India should be the hub which Dubai has become, uh, you know, uh, instead of Mumbai becoming a hub, that uh, India can become an hub for the entire world of travel. And we can have, uh, you know, if you open the skies, you see, the economy will boost. Tourism, we should be allowed as much foreign exchange as we want to so that we can travel the world with respect. And that is the reason why all the tourism boards have their offices today because Indians are the number one shoppers. So, that is only because we are allowed to carry unlimited uh, foreign exchange as we want to. So, that is another game changer. And Open Sky will be a similar game changer for India, starting from 10,000 rupees. If I can build uh, India's largest B2B travel company, so you can also do it. And I've been telling my team also, and I've been telling the industry also, that uh, there is no substitute to honest hard work because ultimately, your goodwill de- will depend on honesty and hard work, because uh, if any of the international organizations, whether it is you can say McDonald or Pepsi or Coke or any other food company, if you find out they are not honest, the next day they'll, or there is some uh, uh, chemical uh, thing which is harmful, next day they'll go bankrupt. So, building your credibility in the world market is as important. Yes. As uh, building uh, a brand or uh, making money.
0: Uh, and so, my my second last question to you is, in your 50 years journey, um, what is one or two moments that really stands out for you um, in your entire passion towards tourism? What is that one or two moments or situations that you really either cherish or you were challenged that you want to
1: share with us? Life has been full of challenges. At every stage, there is a saying uh, in the Guru Granth Sahib, Nanak sab Sansar, so jo Namadhar. So whenever I've had difficulties and challenges, I, I, I pray and meditate every morning and evening. I was sitting uh, in Taj Palace, the first event of Sate was supposed to be in Taj Palace and the so-called plague was announced and all of a sudden uh, people were worried what is going to happen so Naveen Berry was sitting with me his wife and we were all together we were sitting virtually on the steps of Taj Palace and uh, we were in two minds whether to uh, postpone Sate or you know to carry it on but then we said the show must go on and we carried it on and uh, had we postponed it it would not never have taken place or it would not have been so that was a game changer and same thing we did during covid because uh, and i i gave various i was the honorary secretary of faith And on behalf of Faith, I sent press releases saying that, uh, you know, more people will die of economic starvation than will die of COVID-19 if we don't open up. And we opened up. And after that, you see, maintaining the protocols. So I have had challenges. Even during 9-11, I remember we used to, uh, now we represent United Airlines. That time we were representing Continental Airlines. All the flights uh, stopped. So all those problems came, but uh, we never gave up. And I always believe that every dark cloud has a silver lining. And uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So during these 50 years, I think we have faced about seven, eight very big challenges. When it was at the latest was uh, COVID-19. When we did not know what to do. But we kept uh, connecting with our team and kept sharing the problems with them. And uh, collectively, we came out with solutions. So once uh, you see uh, there is no problem in the world, which by collective thinking cannot be solved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so your I love the story you mentioned. I mean, it's today a story, but for you, it must have been a serious journey when you said, you know, you had to take a decision during the plague. And also now, you know, when you said that there were so many moments. And my last question, sir, to you is, um, what's the way forward? And, and so you've been, a, you know, you've been one of the industry stalwarts, holding Starte together and, you know, being so respectful to the show. We've got to know that you've always been there every show. Uh, what's your message for, you know, people like me, who are also a part of this industry and also, you know, the entire fraternity, your your final message, please?
1: Well, uh, the first thing is the show must go on, whatever may happen. That is what I think Shakespeare said. You see, uh, second is the world is going to face more and more crisis. Global warming is there. So every day we are facing challenges. We are facing crisis. But one thing I've learned is don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Right. You must have, you know, contingency plans. You must have, uh, you know, a secondary source of income. You must uh, be, you know, keep trying for the best, but be prepared for the worst. And the second challenge is the global warming and, uh, you know, the climate change which is happening. But uh, we have to save this planet, you know, uh, from the scourges of war. Otherwise, uh, one day it will be burnt either by natural disaster or by human disaster. And it will be another burning wall like some of the planets rotating around the sun. So we need to act fast.
0: Absolutely, sir. And You are one of our proudest son of the soil. Like the Not sun, this. like the sun, Not you this. always, you know, shine bright, sir. We've seen you personally, on stage, off stage, in the most difficult situations, still holding India's flag high. Mr. Goel, it was a pleasure, and we had I always like,
1: keep India's flag like, with I, me.
0: See, I told I you. Would. I know, sir. I know. You've always been literally the son of the soil. And once again, thank you. Thank you from Sate Connect and our podcast with my with remarkable my my company, because I truly believe your story is also remarkable, sir. And hope to see you at Sate 2023. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck on your fifty sure. fabulous, sure. fabulous journey. Thank you, sir.